1: On the podcast, Seth brings together some of the most cutting-edge thought leaders in the world to share with you how they grow their businesses and how you can too. And now, here's your host, Seth Green. Hi, my name is Ella, Ella Green. The best marketing guy is my dad. First, he helps people with, with marketing magic. Next, if you need marketing help, he will help you. Finally, if he is a match marketer, my dad is the best.
0: Welcome to the podcast. Today, I have the good fortune to be interviewing Ty Crandall of CreditSweet.com. Ty, thank you so much for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me on. I appreciate the opportunity to be here. Uh, we are excited to have you. Uh let's go back in time a little bit. Where did you grow up? I grew up in a in a small town uh in Indiana called Elwood, Indiana, a little farm community of about uh, about nine thousand people. Wow, what was your childhood like? It was you know, it was good. I, I loved my childhood. You know, I had a lot of friends that were in my local neighborhood and I spent uh a lot of my youth playing in the woods and uh, doing a lot of stuff outdoors, and you know all the all the kind of stuff now that they make uh, even adults wear helmets for that we never did. That, <laughs> that is too funny. What did your parents do? Uh, my dad actually was an accountant, so he uh, I kind of grew up around financial services because, which is where I, I spend a lot of my professional uh, time now. Uh, but he was, you know, vice president of a bank, and he was controller of a hospital. And uh, he had several positions, but they all re- resulted around his accounting experience. And uh, and my mom um, actually had a few jobs in, you know, in my growing up, but uh, she actually was a, a manager at Verizon, a supervisor at Verizon for, uh, you know, throughout middle school and in my high school years. Awesome. And how did you get started in business? Well, you know, I was in the military. I went from high school to the military because I just didn't. uh, It didn't make sense to me that you know, going from high school to college, that you would you would have enough knowledge to figure out what you wanted to do for the rest of your life. So the military was a really nice segue. You know, they let me experiment um, with some different things at a really highly professional level. Paid for my college while I was in. It kind of gave me a better opportunity to figure out what I wanted to do. So I really did a lot of medical. I was a a med tech then, and I worked in intensive care, and it was really pretty cool. I actually recovered open-heart surgery patients. So I I loved medicine, but when I got out of the military, you know, the civilian side, they don't let you do even a fraction of what they let you do uh, in the military. So I I quickly lost interest, and I, I kind of dabbled in sales. And realized, uh you know, how much you could make without having to work nearly as much as I did as an hourly job, and uh, and I went from there to uh, to eventually getting in and, and into the mortgage business and really excelled and uh, and opened my first mortgage company uh, years before the uh, the entire industry collapsed. And how did you go from that to this point in your career? Well, you know, I was really affected by that collapse. I mean, I, at that point, I remember thinking how easy running a business was because, you know, if you were a mortgage broker in the height of the mortgage industry, you, you really couldn't couldn't mess up. And so I went from that and, and built the company up to where we did jumbo loans, and it was, you know, the epitome of what, of what you'd want in that position. And then um, overnight, you know, our ability to, to close loans was just gone. So, slowly but surely, you know, everything kind of went away with it. My ability to close loans, we had to shut down the office, and I personally guaranteed a lot of things for my business, and uh, so personally, it drove me almost near, you know, as close as you can get to to personal bankruptcy, and uh, and that really, you know, really affected me, but I didn't know there was another way about it. So, I would next open a consumer credit company, which I, I sold many years back. And in the process of helping people with their consumer credit, I had a lot of inquiries into business credit. And I didn't know much about it at the time, and, and every you know attempt to research just, just netted no result. And eventually, a, a good friend of mine asked me about it, and, and I knew I needed to get him answers. So I just dug and dug and dug until I really started to, to get all the information I could about business credit. And it was really a shocking time for me because I would come from an experience where I I built it all and had everything I could possibly want lost it all. Um, in all in large part, because I personally guaranteed what I was doing in my business, I didn't know there was another way. And the minute I knew there was an alternative, uh, it was frustrating me. It was frustrating that this existed, that with all my financial experience, that I didn't know about it, um, that other people didn't know about it, that I had to dig as deep as I did to find any information. And at that point, I really just decided to become an advocate for business credit. Just, you know, yell as, as loud as I could on the highest mountains I could find to every entrepreneur to let them know this existed and that there there was a, a different path than, you know, commingling your, uh, your personal and business liabilities. And, you know, the message was well-received. I, I had a great following. A lot of people wanted to know more. And uh, a short time later, months later, I would end up selling my credit business and going, um, you know, full board towards this attempt to just make sure every entrepreneur uh, that exists. anybody that wants to start a business or owns a business knows what this correct is, how it works. That is an absolutely incredible journey and if it hasn't, it should fill a box what are some of the biggest mistakes you see business owners making when it comes to trying to build credit for their company? Well, I see you know, two of the most common mistakes. Well, first of all, you know, from what we find, an entrepreneur comes with a statistic that about 90% of, of business owners don't know anything about business credit. So that's one of the biggest things that we see is that most people just don't know that business credit even exists. For those that do know business credit exists, Uh, The two most common mistakes we see is that a lot of people are applying for, you know, what they call or think business credit accounts, business credit credit cards, for example, but they're providing their Social Security number. And when you're talking about real corporate credit or business credit, you know, this could be built based on your EIN number alone. Um, It's based on your EIN credit, not your credit that's linked to your social. So what a lot of people don't know is that, you know, first, you have a choice. You don't have to put your social security number on the application. And if you leave it off, you're forcing them to pull your business credit. And if you have some established business credit, then you'll often get approved based on your business credit quality alone. And the minute you leave the social off, you're not allowing them an opportunity to pull your personal credit. You're not allowing them to make an approval decision based on your personal credit. Um, And you're also not attaching your personal guarantee. So even though, you know, there's a business credit application you're filling out, you know, don't be, um, you know, deceived. If you provide your social, they're going to pull your personal credit. You're going to have personal liability. If you don't want that to happen, you have to leave your social off the application. And the reason that most people can't do that leads me to the second mistake that we see people make, which is the fact that they're applying for credit in the wrong order. They hear about business credit. They say, this is fantastic. I love the concept. They go into their bank to try to get a credit card based on their EIN only, or they try to go into a Staples, Lowe's, a a retailer. Well, you know your bank and major retailers won't give you consumer credit if you have none, and they won't give you business credit if you have none. So you really have to apply for business credit vendors first, people like Uline and Quill and, monopolize your marketplace, you know, these are vendors that will give you credit when you have none, they report to the business credit reporting agencies, and then once you have a few of those accounts reported, you'll have trade lines, you'll have a credit profile, you'll have a credit score, then you can go to the step of leaving your social off and start applying for the retailer. So those are the biggest mistakes we see, people putting the social on the application when they're trying to get business credit, um, and people applying in the wrong order without getting vendor accounts, trying to skip ahead and start to try to get cash or store credit first that makes sense I thought um, you see all types of businesses and all types of industries and I find that we learn more from overcoming adversity than we do just trying to emulate somebody else's success what are some of the biggest adversities I mean you talked about the mortgage company that you had um, since starting the business credit business what are some of the biggest adversities you had to overcome and what did you learn from that um, everything you know that's the one thing I've learned in running businesses is that absolutely nothing runs as it should. Uh, and it's funny because I watch Shark Tank, as I think a lot of entrepreneurs do. And I see so many people stand up there and go, look, I'm going to get my first hundred orders in A, B, C, D, E, F G. And what they don't realize is getting that first hundred orders could take them two, three, four years to ever figure out. Uh, and that's kind of the way that running a business is. You know, I'll, I'll often say that I love to fail. And it sounds crazy, but when things are at their worst is when I... Learn the most, and those lessons um apply you know indefinitely. so if we have a slow month, then I get freaked out and start you know coming up with all these brand new ideas that drive business, and a lot of them work um like gamebusters, they really produce big results, and those are things that we adapt you know full time into what we're doing so I learn the most from from adversity from when things don't work out it's It's almost hard. To give us, you know, to give just one or two specific occurrences because nothing really works out like this shit. You know, from advertising messages you test and find out something completely different than you thought uh, may work, would work, Um, to sales that you run that you think would actually produce results that don't produce results, to, you know, marketing and media channels that you try that you think can be really successful. Like for us, Deal with entrepreneurs. You think that LinkedIn advertising works really well because it's it's you know deals with with business owners, but that doesn't work really well. So there's just so many things in running a business, and I, I think that you kind of have to expect the unexpected, and, um, and and you just have to. It's just a, try, a lot of trial and error. You try things, you test things, you tweak things, you adjust things until you find the right formula, and that is uh, it, it, and oftentimes a considerably long process. Absolutely, you gotta test before you invest. What, uh, what has been uh, you've helped so many businesses what have been some of your most recent case studies? Well we've got a lot of uh, you know clients that have success so we had a couple that came in recently and you know they were opening a, um, they were opening a tax uh, a tax servicing company and they didn't have any money they actually sold a, uh, an old plasma TV and an old pickup truck to get the cash they needed and then from there they kind of got their foot in the door but they know they needed access the more money and like a lot of business owners, they didn't really have any collateral. They didn't have their cash flow yet. They didn't have good personal credit. Um, so they were stuck. You know, you have to have one of those three things to obtain a business loan. So they discovered us. We helped them with business credit and we helped them from the ground up get all the access to the capital they needed to you know, get their actual office set up, to get the computers and their desks and their office supplies and, and everything they needed to actually be successful. Um, we helped them with. And you know, now a year later, they've you know they made they're well over a million dollars their first year, um, and they've got you know American Express business credit cards that doesn't require a personal guarantee. They're getting tons of cash credit, and you know they usually get about one to three offers for financing their credit per day, uh, based in large part due to the establishment of their business credit profile and score. That is absolutely incredible. How do you work with clients? What's the first step for them to get started, and then how does that process work? Well, we're very big on education. You know, what I've learned in in my time is that, um, you know, we we try not to sell anybody anything. You know, we try to get out in the world and educate, inform, and teach as much as we can. And, you know, some people take our lessons and our teaching and they do it on their own and they're our best uh, testimonials. And then other people choose to work with us, whether it be to help them obtain capital and financing for business or whether it be uh, to help them with all aspects of building their business credit. So, you know, the best thing to do is to check out our free information first. You know, go to creditsuite.com uh, backslash D-I-N, and if they go to creditsuite.com/ein, there's a free guide on on that maps out the exact steps to build business credit. And on our website too, you know, the, at the top you can connect on a lot of our channels, including Periscope, where we build business credit live right in front of you, to YouTube, where we have tons of information, and then our site has also information for you know anybody that would actually like to work with us, whether it be to build their business credit, get a business loan, um, or even to offer business credit and financing as a service. And what is the best advice you? Ever got? Oh, that's hard uh, because I've received so much um, good advice that it's hard to say. That you know, I'd say one of the best things that I've learned along the way is that you know you you can't control what happens to you. You can only control how you react to it. You know your own state and how you handle situations are the one aspect that you can control. And if you learn to control your state and learn to control your response to situations, um, then that's really where you get empowered and have the ability to grow a pretty successful business and have a pretty successful life. I think that is great advice. With all the success you've achieved, what's your biggest challenge now? You know scaling it, 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 which is a great part I think in running a business one of the most difficult things or one of the funnest parts of, of getting a business is to a point where we have a lot of things clicking and uh, and getting to the point where we are scaling, which is kind of the stage that we are now um, so that has its own you know a whole a whole slew of new challenge that we face at, at basically how to you know, take it from where we are to the next level. How do we get the message out to even more people about business credit? Well, us? Uh, I think that makes a lot of sense. Anything drives you crazy about your business? Um, it's hard to say. I mean, I I think it's uh I think it's nerve wracking that you know nothing kind of like you plan it to. You know, I think that. Um, and I always say that you know you plan for the best, you expect the worst. And and I do a very good job of that. You know, I expect things not to work out as I plan them to be. But, you know, sometimes you just kind of would like for them to. You know, you'd like to develop a plan and and have an outcome you think may happen. And it happened naturally with with little resistance. But uh, not just in my business, but in any business I've owned, that's just not the case. You know, nothing comes easy. And it always seems like it's a challenge or a struggle to kind of find out that right formula for success. So I don't know. I, I enjoy that part of the struggle, but then there's other parts where I would just like some things to be easy. It'd be convenient if they were. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, you have written quite a few amazing resources and some great books. What are three of your favorite books? Oh, that's tough to say. I have so uh, so many, but uh, one of them is the positive of power thinking, uh, of uh, positive thinking. Um, another one is The power of um, of, of habit and it, it talks about you know being able to establish um, uh, new habits that i think is pretty good i gotta can, I can look at that in my in my um to figure out the exact name of that but i think that's pretty good and I also like neurolinguistic programming so there's a great book out there called introducing nlp that i think is pretty good okay great recommendations fascinating interview incredible story um anything else you want to share that i didn't think to ask you No, I mean, uh, you know, the biggest thing that I want to make sure that entrepreneurs know is two things, is that, you know, any company can establish business credit um, you know, even as a startup, um, even if you have you no know, damage to your, your business credit now, uh, any company can do this. You just need to investigate, learn the steps, and make sure you follow the steps because there's nobody that wants to put their personal assets and, and, and finances in harm's way if you don't have to. And the second thing is I just want everybody to know that even as a startup, even if you have personal credit issues, collateral, no collateral, there's still a lot of financing options out there that will work for you. Just know that you know, conventional banks aren't always the best source for funding for a business, but there's a lot of alternative sources, venture capital um, investors out there that would love to lend small businesses money. So I just wanted to know that, you know, that capital is available and the credit's available because uh, I learned the hard way after bootstrapping several businesses uh, that you don't have to. That those resources are out there. Okay, thank you so much. This has been Seth Green with Ty Crandall of Credit Suite S U I T E dot com. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. We'll talk to you next time, Ty. Thank you so much for joining us. Hey Seth, thanks for having me on. I had a
1: blast. And we're out. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for listening to this special productivity series of the Direct Response Marketing Podcast. I've interviewed hundreds of the most successful entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and CEOs all over the world and i want to share with you one of the biggest ways i've discovered to triple your productivity that i've learned from these amazing people even better i'll pay you $500 to test drive it just go to take the 500challenge.com that's www.take the 500challenge.com to learn more thanks so much for listening